What is up, everybody? You're checking out the Attitude Year Season 2. We are covering all things 1999 in the WWE, and we have just recapped WWE SummerSlam 1999. So we are a night after the pay-per-view, a crazy night, and Raw's War is coming to you live from August 23rd, 1999 from Iowa State University, Iowa, and... We start out the night with photos from SummerSlam where we saw Mankind become the new WWE champion. And Jim Ross comes out to start Raw and he falls out Mankind to the ring. But Triple H walks out with China and Triple H says, there is not going to be any celebration, not at my expense. I've been screwed a million times. Last night was my night and I was screwed. Right from the beginning, I earned a shot to be the number one contender and I get it taken from me. The bar kept being raised, and every time I rose to the occasion, I get a bogus referee who won't count three when I had the pin. Was I to be held down because of fear that I be the man? One-on-one, -on -one, bam, pedigree to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Jim Ross, I felt it. The air came out from his soul. But then Mick Foley steals my thunder. That's bullshit. I cripple the rattlesnake. Stone Cold Steve Austin will never, ever be the same again. He was done. Now Stone Cold Steve Austin is watching this promo in a hospital bed with his legs in the air like a prostitute. Jim Ross, you're enjoying this. Stay me not get what I want. I'm going to enjoy what I'm going to do to you. Since Triple H puts Jim Ross in an arm bar and Triple H tells Mick, get out here or I will break his arm. Mankind runs out and Triple H says, I want what is mine. Mankind says, you want a shot at the title? All you had to do was ask. Let him go, and I'll give you that shot. Triple H says, that's exactly what I wanted. Thanks a lot. And then he pulls back Jim Ross's arm, looks to have broken it. Mankind says, you broke his arm. I break my promise. But Shane McMahon comes out, and Shane says, you're going to keep your commitment just like I will. Mankind, you will defend your title against Triple H tonight. And remember, try to have a nice day. And we see Jim Ross being placed into an ambulance. What did you think about Triple H's attack on Jim Ross to start Raw? Do you think he deserved the title shot? Um, no, no, I don't think he deserved it. Well, I do, but you know, it wasn't very nice of him to do that. And um, I was just thinking, and it's this is kind of dumb, but uh, it was like. Triple H mentions Austin being one of JR's boys. And it was like, that was some of like the first time we got like backstage. real backstage kind of stuff. Yeah, I was thinking of that too. And, um, you know, because that was almost like a real thing. I think Triple H, they said, you know, Jim Ross had a lot of power and it seemed like people he liked, you know, got treated a certain way and stuff so yeah and triple h has kind of been in the back burner throughout this rise of the attitude era as we see yeah but triple h was like really at the heart of it like i think the night that dx did the whole thing with the jeep and went to wcw that's like the night that started the attitude era for you yeah like degeneration the formation of dx yeah I agree. Well, and, we'll off, and Austin and McMahon, those two storylines. Do you think Mankind makes a good champion right now? Yeah, um, but only for a short period of time. Like, I, I can't... I, Were you a Mankind fan when you watched it? After, at this point, yes. I wasn't a fan when he had his um, thing with The Undertaker. 
obviously. Yeah, I was a big Undertaker fan. But yeah, I started liking McFoley at this point. But I mean, honestly, when I think of like, you know, these big guys, pro wrestlers, like I know a lot of people hate me for saying this, but like I don't think a man like mankind's not in good shape. He's like, you know, I just don't see him being the dominant Brock Lesnar, Triple H. Like he I just don't see him as a long term champion. But part of the attitude era that was really cool was seeing all the guys like go in and out of the championship. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Brett, um Stone Cold, The Rock, they all kind of got the championship here and there for a little bits of time. I agree. It's a good semblance of people, but I definitely think Triple H is in the title shop. But Jim Ross, man, got a broken arm now. Yeah. Shame. Uh, we have our first and match. Triple H is laying with his legs up like a prostitute. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's Austin. 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 Yeah. Uh, the Hardcore Championship is on the line. The Hardcore Champion, Al Snow, defending against Road Dog. Uh, Pepper the Dog is in his little cart during this match. Y2J Chris Jericho comes out. Um, Road Dog power bombs Al Snow through a table, and then Jericho and Road Dog brawl on the ramp. Big Bossman runs down and with a nightstick, and he steals Pepper from Al Snow. Chris Jericho and Road Dog fight backstage, and Jericho, I'm sorry, Road Dog pushes Jericho into a fence. Big Bossman hits the Road Dog with a nightstick and leaves with Pepper in a limo. Al chases after Big Bossman. I knew the night I saw this, they were going to go too far with Pepper. Poor Pepper. And I was right. I was right. But you knew they were going to do something messed up when they took that dog. It's mean. Big Bossman is an asshole. But that's that's still to come. So what do you think about Chris Jericho and Road Dog right now, too? Well, I definitely... Road Dog's one of, like, my top favorite wrestlers of all time. I love Road Dog. And I did not like Jericho at this point. Plus, I... I was always a WWF guy and not WCW. Mm-hmm. And like, so I was not a huge Jericho fan. I like him that, like, I liked him later on and stuff. And so when he initially like, came out, you didn't care. Yeah. No, okay. you know, and he did the whole thing that stupid hair on top of his head. Mm-hmm. Never again. Mm-hmm. And all, you know, he was meant to, he was a good face. I mean, he was a good heel. You're very good. Thanks. Thanks. Um. Yes, he makes a good heel. He was a good heel, and he came at a good time. Speaking of coming at a good time, Kane and X Pac joined commentary for this next match. We have the tag team champions, The Big Show and The Undertaker, with Paul Bearer defending against the Acolytes. During this match, uh, Farouk gets thrown onto the announce table, and then Farouk and Kane start fighting, and then Big Show choke slams X Pac. Undertaker hits Kane with a steel chair. What do you think of this tag team of Undertaker and Big Show? Uh, I always like this for me was up. Uh, Big Show was like, eh. I, I liked him as time went on, but it was hard because I really liked Undertaker and Kane together, and I really liked X Pac and Kane together. So it was kind of hard. Okay. And I, I, I hate when they have the Undertaker in like a heel position. So I, it was, you know. I guess at this time I wanted to see Kane with Xbox, but okay, okay. I'm a well, Big Brothers of Destruction fan. Well, we get a next promo for the Blair Bitch Project. It's the Blue Meanie. 
He's being filmed by Steven Richards, and they're talking about this Blair bitch that they're looking for. It's obviously a ripoff of the Blair Witch Project. I had no idea who the Blair Meanie ever was. They never really... I got to meet Well, they never really, like, if you didn't know WCW, ECW. or ECW even, like, I had no idea where he was from. And, like, well, remember, he first came up with of... Goldust. Yeah, yeah. And then they repositioned him to be with... But when he came out with Goldust, like, they didn't... I don't ever right. remember them really saying he was from ECW. I didn't watch ECW. It's... You gotta be a smart fan, kind of. Yeah, like, uh, that's kind of like an AEW with the New Japan guys. They bring these guys out unless you really know. Yeah. All right. Well, next we have Tess coming out. He was a weirdo. He was weird. His character. So, like, you didn't know like what his deal was. You know, like he was just a fat guy with blue hair. I still don't know what his deal is. Yeah. Uh, so Tess comes out. Tess says, "I've gone through a lot these past months for one reason, and if I'd have to do it again, I would." There comes a time when a man has to pop some questions. So Stephanie. Please come on out. Stephanie McMahon walks out and then Shane runs out and Stephanie says, Shane says, no, this relationship will happen over my dead body. Stephanie says, how could you? I love Andrew. Everything is about you. I'm your sister. Tess says, forget about him. Tess proposes to Stephanie. Stephanie says, I love you, but I just need some time. And Tess says, I understand. And they hug. Would you be okay if I said I needed time? He um, seemed a bit too happy. You would have got a pedigree. I think I would like it, though. That's the problem. Mm. Uh, what do you think about this? Uh, Tess beats Shane McMahon at SummerSlam. Now Shane can't get involved. He proposes to Stephanie, and Stephanie says, she doesn't say no, but she doesn't say yes. She says, I need some time. Four, four, four. Who does that? I mean, but I think the whole point was like she needed to... I don't think it was a matter of her not want. I think it was more like she had to clear up the stuff with the family. That's what she was like trying to okay. clear up stuff with but the family. Then she does what she does. So we see Chris Jericho backstage with Howard Finkel, and he's upset that Howard allowed Rodol to attack him. And Chris Jericho says, I need a warrior that will fight for me. Do you understand? And Finkel says, Yes, we'll see more of that later on. I don't Eric Collins, Shami, Jeff Jarrett, Deborah, Mark Henry come out. Jajira says, we did it. First of all, sexual chocolate, I want to give you a gift. Consider yourself the new European champion. And then he says, my precious Deborah, what a beautiful plan from start to finish. I got a special surprise. Being the executive director, union assistant tonight, you got Miss Kitty. Miss Kitty comes out and shakes Deborah's hand. And Jajira says, without a shadow of a doubt, I'm the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. I signed an open contract that's on the locker room door. Whoever wants the match, come get me. So let's talk about that. We have the introduction of Miss Kitty. Mark Henry gets the European title. Jeff Jarrett has an open challenge. What did you think of all of this? Um, uh, it was cool. Mar How long had Mark Henry been in at this point? Um, Mark Henry started in 96. Okay. So, so about like three or four years. Yeah. I mean, hmm. Mark Henry was good as time went on, but, you know, he was like, I don't know. I don't have a lot to say about no, that. No, that's okay. <laughs> well, I mean, basic segment, just yeah, a way to introduce Miss Kitty to give Mark Henry the title and to promote Jeff Jarrett. So Mark Henry's supposed to fight Meat, but D'Lo Brown attacks Meat backstage, and he comes out to fight Mark Henry. You better recognize. Yeah, during this contest, D'Lo hits a drop kick, a leg drop, and then nails the lowdown. 
but then Jeff Jarrett attacks D'Lo and Jarrett and Mark Henry leaves. So Henry and D'Lo Brown now have former friends are now going to be going at it. We see Mr. Ass backstage telling China to wait by the door and not let anyone sign while he looks for a pen. But then China says, okay, and then signs the slip. She wants to fight Jeff Jarrett. Mr. Ass is looking for China backstage and he calls her a bitch. Um, the Rock comes out next, and The Rock says in about 30 seconds, the Jabroni Gangrel is going to come down. I'm going to fill your cup with monkey piss and serve it straight up your ass. And we see The Rock get the clean victory over Gangrel Stalker. after a rock bottom in people's elbow. However, during the match, the new brew try to attack uh, The Rock, but um, Edge and Christian chase them off. Let's talk quickly about the match. The Rock got the win. Um, before the match, though, we saw Mr. Ass in China. Did you think China was going to sign that contract? Oh, for sure. I was back then when you saw it, when you first watched it? Uh, well, as soon as she grabbed the pen out of her, out of her bra, I knew. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, honestly, I think China should have got the chance. She deserved it. Okay. I mean, with this match, she held her own with guys, that point she yeah she was in the royal rumble match this year yeah um okay so then the rock beats gang girl not a lot here rock grabs the mic and rock says triple h whines like a baby he should be wwe champion mankind saves jim ross like that's gonna impress anyone the number one biggest couch i've ever seen you want the rock so the rock will take matters into his own hands and he also mentions how he's annoyed that they have him wrestling Gangrel. Like he even says, who, the, yeah. who cares? The next thing The Rock's going to be wrestling Jerry Lawler. He makes a joke about him yeah. or something. Yeah. So, the Rock is not happy with his spot. Yeah. And it was. It was dumb. There was like, it's like the Shinsuke and Cody right now. There wasn't, but worse because there was really no, no reason for that. Uh, so Tori's backstage. She says, Ivory wants to embarrass me. So she challenges Ivory to an evening gown match for the women's title on SmackDown. The debut of SmackDown is this Thursday. We'll cover that. And it will be a weekly event starting that we had a SmackDown in April, but it was just a special pilot. And now they're going to be back to back every week on Thursday. Uh, Howard Finkel comes out next to the Ultimate Warriors theme song. Howard Finkel says, Chris Jericho has come to WWE to make this a better place. A few simpletons don't get it. One of you is the road dog. I saw you picking your nose. Come out to this ring so I can show you what Chris Jericho is all about. So Road Dog comes out and Howard Finkel says, you're a joke. Road Dog says, you've been dipping in my happy stash, huh? And then Howard pushes Road Dog. Road Dog grabs him. And then Chris Jericho music comes on. Road Dog stops to look at the Italian Trump, but then Jericho attacks Road Dog from behind. Jericho hits a double power bomb. And then puts his foot on Road Dog and poses. So another segment with Chris Jericho and Road Dog. Chris Jericho getting the advantage. What do you think? It was good. I love Road Dog, and he whooped his ass. It was cool. I never realized all the um, all the marijuana references. Road Dog, like when I was younger, I didn't realize like how much he was saying. He was he he was putting it out there. Definitely was. I was I was doing pot. That I was doing five doing cocaine pot. I said cocaine. That's great. I know. Um, why would you say that? Pot. Sorry. You're like um, the most non-drug person ever. Mister Ass is tells Triple H backstage. If you see China, tell her I'm looking for her. Parker Holly says mm. the big shot is a true super heavyweight. If you see my cousin, tell him to nut up or shut up. So now we're getting hardcore versus Crash Holly. 
They fight backstage and Crash sends Holly into a garage door and that ends the match. And this is the beginning of years of them fighting. Mm -hmm. And well, right now their gimmick is they're the biggest super heavyweights in WWE. Right. So we'll see. And they're definitely not. No. Kevin Kelly talks talks about Stone Cold Steve Austin saying he has a severe ligament damage in his knees. That's when Mankind gives his interview. Mankind says, in my quest to prove I'm tough, I've made some dumb decisions. You can dish it out tonight. We're going to see how well you take it, Triple H. Ooh. We see Al Snow crying backstage. Still hasn't found Pepper. Uh, we have Tag Team Champions Undertaker and Big Show on commentary with Paul Bearer for their next match. Kane X Pac taking on Minion and Viscera. During the match, the Acolytes come out and they attack Kane on the floor. Viscera runs into X Pac in the corner and nails a splash. So Kane gets taken out by the Acolytes. He's not there for his partner. Do you think how much longer do you think this team between Xbox and Kane is going to last? Mm, not too long, I don't think. Yeah, we'll definitely see stuff takes place soon. For those of you who remember, we'll see what happens. Uh, Chris Jericho tells Howard Finkel backstage that SmackDown will be Finkdown. Mr. And just mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. go back to that for a second, I think Big Show and Undertaker could have worked but not with Kane around because, like, that was the tag team everybody wanted to see was Kane and the Undertaker. You know, like, hey, the Undertaker and Big Show just didn't make sense. It, it was just like they were both huge, and it would have made sense if there was no Kane. But I because Kane was around, it was just like, eh, you know. I agree. Kane kind of made it so he would be he the, was the Undertaker's Undertaker. ultimate tag. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, Mr. S comes out next. Mr. S says, China, it seems to me you and I have a misunderstanding. China comes out. Mr. S says, I have an opportunity to become Intercontinental Champion. What type of joke are you playing? China says, it's no joke. I beat you to the punch. Mr. S says, I'm not playing. You give or I take the title shot. China says, fine. Let's see what you got. And then Jeff Jarrett comes out and hits China from behind with a guitar. And then Mr. S is hitting Jeff Jarrett with a guitar shot. Uh, what did you think of that promo? It was kind of weird. Mr. Ass is mad at China, but then he helps her. Would you because, think? You know, it was China, and even though he was pissed at her, China's his group, you know, they were in DX together, and she's still a girl. That's why China can play this awesome role, mm -hmm. where she's like a guy, but when it comes down to it, you know, she's going to get protected, because she's a girl. Okay. Uh, Next, The Rock comes out for commentary for our main event. The WWE Championship is on the line. The champion Mankind defending against Triple H. And Shane McMahon comes out wearing a referee shirt, so he'll be a special guest referee for this match. But Mankind really only held the belt for one night. Yeah, well, we'll see. Because the pay-per-view is the... Well, at this point, mm -hmm. he, he won it the night before, right? Yeah, he's only been okay. champion for, an, for a day. For a night. Uh, during the match, Mr. China gets involved. Um, obviously, he, she distracts the referee, allowing Mankind to toss Triple H onto the announce table. Shane hits Mankind from behind with a chair, and then Triple H hits Mankind in the rock with a steel chair. Shane punches the referee, and Triple H nails a pedigree to Mankind. And with the help of Shane, China, and a steel chair, Triple H is our new WWE champion. What do you think is going to happen going into SmackDown, the first episode with Triple H as a new champion? Do you think Rock and Mankind are going to be looking to get some revenge on Triple H. And uh, is Austin out at this point? Like Austin, long... yeah, Austin got injured. How long is he out for? Uh, 
He's like, out for a couple of months. For, for a couple, couple months. months. So he really is out of the storyline, right? Yeah, I think uh, definitely the Rocks and McFoley are coming after that title. I'm excited. The first edition of SmackDown. Anything else you're looking forward to from this episode of Raw? Um, Unforgiven is the next pay-per-view in September. Yeah, I'm excited for us to go back and watch that pay-per-view. Because, like, even though I remember the storylines as we watch them, you know, you don't always... There's some stuff that you forget. Yeah, yeah. it's it's fun to look back and you got excited again. Well, thank you for joining me. And this is a good episode of Raw. Um, Nothing too crazy. We're in the Attitude Era, so we're seeing dogs getting stolen. We're seeing evening gown matches. And uh, we have Intercontinental champions. champions. And we have the new WWE Champion Triple H. A good edition of Raw. Our next recap will be the first SmackDown episode ever. So we'll be covering that. And until next time, stay safe and stay uncensored.